It is party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. I'm here to remind you it is Monday and that you should never rub your eyes a whole lot before you go on television. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, I had the itchy. Oh, the Puppet Master Mark, the Perfectionist, and Chris Cruz, Super Mario himself, driving us into the nether regions of all things insanity here on a Monday. My, oh, my, so much to get into. Everybody say your hellos in the live chat. Let's get straight to it. Straight from chadprather.com. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Mm, don't you just love saying those words? He's gone uh, full fascist on the overwhelmingly peaceful protests that have locked down Ottawa for the last three weeks, following a record-breaking convoy of truckers who traveled to the nation's capital to protest the government's arbitrarily strict vaccine mandates for international truckers. Rather than meeting with the protesters, hearing their concerns, and at the very least pretending to care about their concerns, Trudeau has despicably slandered them as bigoted, racist, domestic terrorists who must be crushed. Imagine a world where it would ever be imaginable for a world leader to actually listen to the people that put them in power. At this point, I think every person running a country is a dictatorial piece of shit. I mean, name one that's not. But do you realize why they don't listen to the people? Because they know that it's not the people that actually put them in power. No. It's all part of the elitist cabal. The powers that be are the ones in charge. People like Trudeau bow only to the puppet masters. I pray that every one of these scumbags receives the swift, swift, swift judgment of God for their crimes against humanity. Burn in hell. Justin Trudeau is a living example of why you should never grant power to weak men. And yes, I said men. Men, weak men are the absolute worst because they use their perceived power to fill the void when it comes to their lack of genital swing and overall missing machismo. Men like Trudeau are reckless, feckless, jealous, infectious, careless, endless, and dickless. In short, he's a menace. I, I almost like Eminem right there. Uh, he is what an internet troll would look like if you put one in power. So here's where we are, folks. The working class truckers who showed up in Ottawa and their big rigs sporting maple leaf banners and flags proceeded to set up, well, it wasn't like razor wire and crazy landmines or anything. No bouncy castles without hurting anybody or destroying anything to try to pressure the federal government to rescind vaccine mandates for people who spend the vast majority of their workday alone in the cab of a freaking truck. These are the violent extremist fringe terrorists. Yes, the people that drive all night to bring you shit so you can do trivial things, you know, like eat food. And as if this didn't look bad enough for Trudeau, uh, who, who just last week infuriated a Jewish parliamentarian whose ancestors survived the Holocaust by accusing the convoy supporters of neo-Nazi sympathies, he has used his emergency powers to send SWAT teams and mounted police on the protesters, arresting hundreds, destroying and confiscating property, and freezing bank accounts in an effort to squash the protest. Some protesters have even been trampled by horses. That's it, Justin. There are people outside your office building. Better invoke emergency powers. What a douche can do this guy is. Now, it was in this context that Twitter launched an unflattering hashtag over the weekend, which was trending on Saturday. Hashtag blackface Hitler. <laughs> British actor Lawrence Fox was pleased to see this, and he summed up the whole of Trudeau's terrible PR rather nicely with a well-cited George Orwell reference on Twitter, which said, I'll, all, <laughs> all tyrannies rule through for, fraud and force, but once the fraud is exposed, they must rely exclusively on force. Now, if you say blackface Hitler, you don't have to go look that up. Everybody knows who you're talking about. They know you're referring to Trudeau. 
While, while there were some absurd points of an anti-Semitism in light of many comparisons between Trudeau and Hitler featured in memes that circulated social media throughout the week, it couldn't possibly be more fitting. No one having spent the last four years like some of you lefty wackadoodles out there screaming literally Hitler every time Orange Man opened his mouth has any right cons- criticizing anyone for comparing a leader to the Nazi dictator, least of all when said leader is sending law enforcement to crush a peaceful protest movement that simply doesn't want to be forced to inject themselves with an experimental drug in order to keep their jobs. Trudeau needs to walk off the short pier of human history and into its dustbin of desperate despots. He actually urges cops to visit the homes of people who post to social media in support of the Freedom Convoy protests. Look, bro, if you don't love your people, you can't lead your people. A great man once said that it's possible for a leader to get so far out in front of his people that they begin to perceive him as their enemy. But this guy showed his colors a long time ago. And yes, those colors were blackface. What a piece of garbage, man. Speaking of garbage, I'm in Facebook jail again. I'm in Facebook jail again. They start digging up your stuff, man. Seven days. It's seven more days. We've got a full week until election day for the primary in Texas. For the primary election in Texas, seven days from now. And I'm in six more days of Facebook jail. You know why? Because somebody went and dug up an old comment that I made to someone. Yes, regarding the word insurrection. And I said in the thing, I said, you guys toss the word insurrectionist around because you need a bad guy. You need a bad guy to validate your wacky way of thinking. And that was the only point I made. And I went on and said some other things, but that was the point. And so, so that was the deal, though. It was the use of the word insurrectionist. And so I sent it to my people over at Facebook, my reps over there. We'll see what they do. But let me tell you something. If you are questioning, if you are in any way on the fence and in doubt of who you want to cast your primary ballot for, for the governor of Texas on the Republican Party ticket, uh, you may think about going with the guy that fascist book has stuck in, in jail for telling the truth. I'm that guy. I promise you my other opponents are not in Facebook jail. You know why? Because they tow the line, Chris. They tow the friggin' line. Playing it safe. Well, let me tell you something. In a Prather administration, we ain't playing it safe, baby. Day one of my administration, we're calling what's going on at the southern border what it is, an invasion. And, Chad, is very interesting. This is a little promo for tomorrow Oh, because we're coming after Meta. Oh, we're they are. Uh, we're exposing a big news article that went as of tomorrow. It'll be five days that no mainstream media has touched and made a confirm this person was fired because of that. That's right. We're going to expose it tomorrow. We're going to expose it. Stuff that people don't know about Facebook in the metaverse. Something that's going on that no one is talking about. So here's the deal. You're going to come at me, I'm going to come back at you. That's why you've got to be on Blaze TV. you got to be a subscriber. You've got to be, uh, you've got to be supporting independent broadcasters like us. Um, you can go to chadnude.com, chadnude.com, and you can sign up. That's my personal link. That is, think of it as my OnlyFans. And sign up. We want 100,000 subscribers this year. It starts with you signing up. That way, when I go to Facebook jail, you can still come here and hear 
the news you can use to lose. Uh, the news you can use, then lose. How about that? Uh, we're going to expose some things. This Canadian trucker convoy, though, has got me fascinated because now it's spawned uh, one here in America that's taking shape. Um, and they're traveling all the way from California to Washington, D.C. Uh, we're supporting it. We're helping it. Uh, you can't say that you're supporting it anymore. Um, I support free protest. I support protest. Now, when you start build, burning down your communities, I don't support that. When you start, when you start, you know, engaging in hate speech, I don't. I mean, yes, I did say that these despots need to burn in hell, in my opening monologue. But I, I pray that the grace of God will find them first. Amen. Yeah. But if you keep resisting the grace of God, <laughs> gotta go. Uh, but I want you guys to watch a couple of clips here that ought to piss you off. First of all, uh, play the one where um, where uh, the guy got need with their trucks, if that is indeed their, their livelihood. I think we're seeing and, another arrest there. Yeah, right? I was yeah. just going yeah. to interject there and just say, yes, I want, I want to bring to our viewers' attention that we're watching live images right now of what is happening in Ottawa, and it appears that there is another arrest. Uh, you know, as Rosemary also mentioned, we're watching officers, law enforcement, start moving in. That ain't an arrest. They're beating the piss out of that dude. Uh, so there's an Ottawa police officer dragging a man between two trucks and uh kneeing him as hard as he can uh, none of the other cops are doing anything about it and look understand understand canadian police they're one way american police are another way different countries operate by different sets of rules but still man's inhumanity to man that's the point i want to point out these are crimes against humanity these folks okay so you, you're gonna you're gonna ruin somebody's life for what blocking traffic I mean, these people honestly have nothing to lose at this point because you're mandating a vaccine that they don't want to take. Or, or whether they take it or not, some of them, I, I know that some of them probably taking the vaccine. The issue is they're fighting for your choice. It's not about, hey, we don't want to take it. We're anti-vax. Not a single one of them that I've heard has said that. They've just said, we, we're fighting for choice. We're fighting for freedom of choice. And so you're going you're gonna, to you know, cut off people's bank accounts. You're going to do all these different things to, to basically torture these people into submission. And Chad, I'm already seeing it on the on the YouTube chat right now. I'm already seeing it. I thought you support the blues. What happened with you stand with the blue and back in the blue? Yeah. Can you respond to those? Well, the people are going to say, oh, yeah, we thought you backed the blue. We do support the police until the police start doing the work of a fascist government. Okay. Um, and again, this is Canada operating under a different set of rules. I just have to choose to believe that overall law enforcement, whether they're in Canada or American, they're freedom-loving people, are not going to behave this way. Choose it. But I'm starting to get my doubts here in a lot of things. Like when I see you know, a dozen police officers come into a restaurant in New York City and are escorting families out. Now, again, that's New York City. Uh, we got, I, I'll speak for Texas. We got great law enforcement here in the state of Texas, you know, out it out and about around the state of Texas. We've got some great members of law enforcement out here, but I'm telling you, I'll, I'll back you. I'll support you because I believe in your authority. It's delegated though. It's a delegated authority. There's no, no, there's no authority inherent in you just because you have a badge or because you've taken an oath of some form. It's, it's delegated to you by the people and I want to remind everybody that's in that position of authority, you cannot disrespect it. You can't go out and obey a fascist government and act like a big brother bully and the long arm of the law 
of fascist dictators. You start doing that, and we're going to have a serious problem. Now, when we talk about backing the blue, we're talking about backing law enforcement. But, you know, last year there was more homicides committed on law enforcement than ever in the history of the United States. And most of those were ambush style attacks. When we start seeing innocents attacked, then we're going to back them. We're going to support them, whether that is a victim or whether that's law enforcement or a firefighter or whoever it may be. We're going to fight for those who are being attacked unjustly. Now, if you are being used as the bully pulpit or the bully arm, to attack people who are just expressing their rights and, to, and, they're, and they're protesting for a right to speak freely uh, and to live freely, then you know, we're all going to have a big problem with you. So tread carefully. And I say that to the convoy members, too. You don't use your big trucks to bully the rest of the people around you. Okay, I understand it's a protest, but keep your swastika flags. And I don't think there's a lot of them, but you're going to be infiltrated by the pinheads that try this swastika flags, Confederate flags, your posters, your signs that say certain things that you don't agree with. And that's why you say, well, I'm a part of this convoy. And they go, oh, well, there's this one guy over there. He, he was whatever, you know. He was saying this, doing this, holding up this protest. You're like, well, I didn't know that guy. That's right. So when you got thousands of people involved in something, you're always going to have a couple of jackasses in there. But I, and I know that's true, but I'm saying by and large, as a whole, this convoy, and if you're doing it in America, in America, you be sure you don't do something that backfires on your cause and ultimately turn the people uh, against you uh, because you don't, you don't want to do that. That's, that's going to be, that's going to be bad for the entire situation. So hear me when I say it, we support those, but you got to make sure that you don't turn what you're doing into a bully pulpit and become fascist yourself. Uh, I was on the phone the other day with our friends over at Crowd Health. If you if you're uninsured right now, listen, it's tough, right? I just got new health insurance myself. Health insurance costs they're out of control. Uh, there's nothing stopping insurance companies and hospitals from continuing to raise prices. But thanks to today's sponsor, Crowd Health, you don't have to choose between rolling the dice or paying through the nose for some peace of mind. Crowd Health is not insurance. It's not health insurance. That's why it works. Now with insurance, you pay huge premiums for high deductibles, which means on top of the thousands you pay to keep your plan, you end up paying thousands more before insurance kicks in a cent. Now Crowd Health, and I want you to consider because a lot of you are out there looking, trying to figure out a solution. They put the community back in community health care and, and giving its members access to high-quality care for up to 60% less in the process. You pay one low monthly total to fund your account and get access to the crowd health community, uh, less than $200 a month for most people. So if you're ready for a better way to pay for health care, join the crowd. Right now, you can get your six months for just $99 per month. That's almost 50% off the normal price and a lot less than a high-deductible health care plan. Just go to join crowdhealth.com use promo code chad i spell it chad sign up that's join how crowd health join crowdhealth.com promo code chad and uh, crowd health is not health insurance it is a totally different way of paying for health care term and terms and conditions may apply be right back Hey, welcome back. Uh, welcome to the show in the hot seat. My good friend, Stu Bergier. Stu does America. Blaze TV's on. Stu does America. Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chad. Appreciate it, man. Hey, uh, before we go any further, uh, Chris, will you play that clip I sent you this morning of, the, uh, of Dr. Bill Gates regarding masks? Play that clip. What is the downside of wearing a mask? I mean, it's got to be tough. You know, you have to wear pants. Uh, I mean, this is tough stuff. These societies are so cruel. Why do they make you wear pants? I'm 
trying to figure it out. Uh, <laughs> we, we're very glad you have yours on. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen that clip? No. Oh, okay. Good. So Bill Gates, first of all, uh, unless he's breathing through his vagina, uh, <laughs> then, yeah, there's a very big difference between masks and pants. Yeah. Uh, but the pompous attitude, and by the way, I do want to be on record to say that Bill Gates and I did both get our doctor's degrees, our medical degrees, from the same university. Did you really? Yeah. We oh, did. wow. Uh, so we got we studied at the same place. Uh, and Bill Gates wouldn't have a, a career if it wasn't for Steve Jobs and something to steal from. But what do you think the whole I mean, where does Bill Gates come from in all of this deal? I, you know, he's a weird character in all of this. You know, weird. He, he, I, I think, you know, there's part of him that at least his his stated goal, right, is to help people. You, know, you go through this thing where you become the richest man in the world and you could see yourself going to this direction right where you you start a big foundation you start doing the things that you care about but uh, all the stuff that he cares about seems to annoy everybody that i know right? do you think do you think it's like a misplaced savior complex yeah uh, that that makes that makes some sense um maybe uh after uh i mean i don't see how the savior could have been the guy who brought us the microsoft paperclip <laughs> that danced around on the side of your stupid screen do you want to save this file no um it just doesn't seem possible biblically that that could happen no you would think that the antichrist would have a little more uh you know <laughs> right. wouldn't come with all the animation right yeah um mm -hmm. i i don't know i i think that I think these guys in some way, if you're a conspiracy theorist, you think, yeah, the guy thinks he's saving the planet by eliminating 7 billion people and just leaving. I've always said these, these billionaire elites, they love their private islands. I think it gets to a point where they want the globe to be their private island. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, look, you look at the way he's talking there. It's always um, this deep progressive instinct mm -hmm. to, to that we are better than you, that we are smarter than you, that we know how to do it and you don't. And I don't think like you look at like what he's talking about, even with masks there and so many other things. It's not necessarily like he hates those people. He just feels bad for them. He feels bad that they're not as smart as he is. If they would just listen to what he wants, things would be better. Yeah. And you get to that point where you have that much power you can start to play God a little bit. You can live out the rest of your life telling people what to do and designing uh, the world in your image. At least that's mm. what he's trying to do. And, you know, at some level, Americans push back on that. We see that coming from a mile away. We've got a, a bunch of people who have gone down that road. But you go to a, a third world country who's desperate for anyone to help them with anything. Mm -hmm. And he really can make a little bit of his own private island in some of these countries. Yeah. I was thinking about something last night. It just occurred to me, and I, I don't know if there's something there or not, but I want your opinion on it. You know, you remember back when, when everybody, every there was a daily press conference about coronavirus. Sure. And you had Trump and Fauci and uh, what was the lady's name? Uh, 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 Burks. Nick Burks, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you don't ever see Biden with Fauci. You no. notice that? Like, there's no press conferences. They're never together. You think there's anything God, to that? Interesting. Isn't that yeah. weird? You know, I never thought he, he seems to respect Fauci with his words. Like yeah. he's constantly telling people to uh, listen to him and do what he's, what, you know, what he is recommending. But you're right. They don't seem like buddies. Never. You're right. That's, that's an interesting one. I mean, I, you know, I just keep coming back to this idea that even if you're, if you're Fauci, and let's just say, take your, your best case scenario, what he wants to do is help people and he thinks masks and, and all this crap is the reason to do it. At this point, are you not honest with yourself to, to admit that you are not helping? 
right? Like, you are not making this situation yeah. any better. Going on MSNBC for the 475th time is doing nothing. The people who are watching MSNBC have already listened to you yeah. and are already quadruple masked. And then, without fail, he always says something that winds up on this network and Fox and, and right. everywhere else because he's he, he just makes us more angry and we want to repel what he's saying even more. Yeah. At this point... Find an intern around the office that can go on television instead of you. Anyone else <laughs> other than you. Find a, a a vagrant down by the local coffee shop that's begging outside for change and throw them on TV because there's no way he can have an impact. At this point, people have made up their minds on this guy. I would like for them to put a microphone in Anthony Fauci's hand and send him out with a camera to do like a man on the street. Oh, my god! And just get people's reactions to whatever he has to say. Oh. You know, let, let him go ask the questions of people uh it's got to be like in texas though it can't just be no. in the streets of dc where yeah. everyone will they'll, they'll they've got paintings of him at their yeah. house and you can't have that it's yeah, got to well, be somewhere his fun. Ass. <laughs> you have to get a, the, the real stuff there um i am in fact i want you the folks that are listening the folks that are watching i want you to go to where podcasts are offered leave a five-star rating but i want you to leave a review as to why you think joe biden is never seen with anthony fauci Okay, so I want to hear your opinion on that deal. So go to wherever podcasts are offered, specifically like Apple Podcasts. Leave the five star because that's what we deserve and that's what we are going to get from you, by God, or we will shut you down. <laughs> but leave a, leave a review as to why you think Joe Biden and Anthony Fauci are never seen together. I can't wait to read these responses. Put some thought into that, folks. Do you think they're the same person? Is that what uh, you're getting no, at? No, I don't know. I just I, don't. Like, I, I wonder if, if Joe Biden's ever actually in Washington, D.C. Mm. He's always on that weird set. Yeah. That like fake White House set that they have, yeah. which is very strange. What do you think about, okay, let's talk quickly about uh, the trucker convoy in America. Mm. So obviously they're organizing weird protest. I mean, they're doing a, putting a lot of organizing into this thing. People are driving from all over the country to meet up either in California, they're coming through Texas, they're going up through Oklahoma, going up to Indiana, Indianapolis, they're going through, um, they're going, ultimately winding up in Washington, D.C. Is there a way that, this statement, this protest for freedom backfires on them? Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, I think it's definitely possible. I don't, I don't know that it's likely. It depends on who puts this together. We, you know, yeah. We've done these events at, uh, in Washington, D.C. 500,000 people were there. They left that. I mean, it's become a cliche at this point, but it's a cliche because of these events. Left it cleaner than when we arrived. Right. Like it was legitimately amazing. And these people were dedicated to that mindset. And that's a difficult mindset to be in. People are pissed off, man. You know, um, you, you look at uh, what happened in, in Canada as a good example. Uh, you know, Canada, of course, a different place, a different culture. Right. I'm not saying we would react this exact same way. But when we look at <laughs> what's happened in Canada, what we see is, okay, here's these truckers with an obviously correct complaint they should not need a vaccine mandate to drive in their trucks by right. themselves right like it's so blatantly obvious and they go and they try they try to make this into a, an honorable cause into a in a, a peaceful protest and they get cracked down upon and all this crazy stuff that has happened the last couple of days happens that's how we've seen it here i have a friend in canada who who watches this stuff really closely and he he explained it to me this way he goes what what happened was this protest started and people uh, saw it begin and generally agreed with the point that it was over the top, even though they're much more pro-vaccine mandate than we are. But they realized that some of these restrictions were over the top. So the people, generally speaking, looked at this and said, OK, you know, I can see their point here. 
And then they got there and they started, they blocked the, the bridges. And they, uh, they did not, nothing crazy, but like things that made trade a little harder. Life a little harder, people's yeah. lives a little bit harder. People like to just drive home. They don't want to get stuck in traffic. And when that happened, the people turned on the protests and they became really unpopular. And the way they reacted in Canada was they said, Justin Trudeau's a wuss and he's not doing anything about this. Mm. So the, 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 the popular opinion in Canada turned to, why won't this guy do anything about this? Which is totally different than the way I saw it. I mean, I saw it as they were doing too much. Yeah. But they said, hey, why don't they crack down more? So this reaction from Trudeau in his eyes is basically um, he wants to not look like a wuss anymore. So he's trying to look tough. Yeah. And this is how he's doing it. Interesting. So I wonder if, if I don't think that exact thing would play out here. But I wonder, I mean, I remember Pat Gray, of course, here on Blaze TV, t- t- always tells a story about when he was in Houston and there was a, uh, a, a uh, some sort of strike with janitors. Um, and waste management types. And they were like, oh, uh, you know, no one's listening to us. So they decided to come out and do this big statement where they came into the middle of Houston's most busy intersection and dumped trash <laughs> all over the intersection to make everyone's commute a nightmare. Um, they pulled up with big trucks and just unloaded dumped trash <laughs> all over the place so no one could get through the intersection and made everybody's commute a nightmare. Well, it had the opposite effect. Yeah. It, it pissed people off. So I think it's important that if when this convoy happens, you know, I think the American people are ripe to agree with it. Like they believe in yeah. freedom. Even you're seeing it even with moderates and liberals now. They want these mask mandates gone. They want a lot of this stuff gone. So I think there's real room for progress here. But you just got to make sure you walk that line very carefully. Certainly no violence, which I think should be shouldn't be a problem. No swastikas. No swastikas. No, no bad signs. Flags. If yeah. you see someone. Even if they're not part of your group, you think they might be an infiltrator of some sort, make sure you call them out immediately. It's really yeah. important. When we were doing that thing in Washington, we had uh, Black Panthers who were there <clears throat> trying to antagonize our crowd so they could get something on camera to put on YouTube so that MSNBC could run it 5,000 times. Right. You can't. It's not only you have to be right, but you have to be perfect. And yeah. that's why these things are so hard. That's tough. Uh we're going to take a break, come back talk to Stu a little bit more about some things uh, that are very important in your life. But, hey, if someone relies on your financial support, whether it's a child, aging parent, even a business partner, you need life insurance. Life insurance can give you peace of mind that if something happens to you, your loved ones would have a financial cushion to pay for things like rent and mortgage payments, loans, education costs, and everyday expenses. Having coverage through your job may not be enough. Most people need up to 10 times more property uh, to properly provide for their families. Typically, life insurance gets you gets more expensive as you get older, so it's smart to get a policy sooner rather than later. So I want you guys to go to policygenius.com slash chat. Answer a few questions about yourself, and in minutes you can work out how much life insurance coverage you need, compare the personalized quotes and find your best price you could save 50 percent or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with policy genius uh three they're like listen they're uh, three i love how i do that I love how always when you're reading an ad thing yeah. Stu, and it's yeah. like bang there it is <laughs> they put something else an extra word in there they anyway, always do that let's do it this way they're licensed experts well i just want to see if y'all are paying attention we'll help you understand <laughs> your options and apply for a policy the policy genius team works for you not the insurance companies you can trust them to offer unbiased help advocate for you at every step until you're covered policy genius doesn't add on extra fees policy genius doesn't sell your info to third parties they got thousands of five-star reviews across trust pilots since 2014 policy genius has helped over 30 million people shop for insurance and placed 120 billion in coverage head over to policygenius.com slash chad get your free life insurance quotes See how much you could save. And remember, that's the first time I've ever made a mistake. We'll be right back. 
Hey, welcome back, everybody. Um, let's take a little trip to Pennsylvania, shall we? The Norwin School Board recently released its school from, and listen closely to this, uh, they re released them from being required to play CNN in district homerooms after parents argued that the news network was not unbiased in its news delivery. That's right. The new rules basically stipulate that teachers can choose to play CNN or other news sources in a classroom at their discretion. It's not mandatory anymore. Now, as you might imagine, I have one major and rather full-throated question that's burning on the tip of my tongue. Why in the hell was this required in the first place? Listen, I don't have the requisite hours left in my life, much less the time slots of this show to go into all the reasons why CNN has dragged its mantle of trust a trusted news source through just about every mud puddle it has come across in its travels any one of you out there if prompted could undoubtedly start listing reasons and keep going until you ran out of fingers and toes on which to give a visual representation so to think that playing what large amount largely amounts to a biased leftist garbage was for some period of time mandatory in a school district boggles the mind and honestly makes me want to toast to the demise of our civilization with an entire bottle of some worthy liquor. How can there be any doubt in anyone's mind at this point that the indoctrination of our youth and the subversion of every dominant healthy paradigm in our collective consciousness and the conscience is the soup du jour accompanying the plate of intellectual crap being served up today among the American public? It's things like this that make me shout over and over from the rooftop that it's time to get your kids out of public schools. Please, for the love of God and everything that is holy, which is to say everything holy that we might still have left. Get your kids out of this factory of bad ideas. It's not fair to them to subject them to a tyranny of the mind that can and will only expand outward into a tyranny of the body and soul as well. This school district now has the freedom to play CNN and Fox News and whatever else they feel like, at least for now, to which I reply, so freaking what? Why are you subjecting kids to the news anyway? That's not what they're there for. In an age where, like modern school systems, the news do not tell you how to think, but what to think, why on earth would we be in favor of any of that? So I'm exhausted by the relentless attacks of these intellectual barbarians on the walls of our shared moral and ethical shining city on a hill. The gates are trembling, folks. Holes are appearing in the stone. And the fearsome cry of those whose only goal is to conquer us and make us into, uh, into them carry a powerful, resonant, psychological weight. So don't let it get to you. Don't allow yourself, much less the children of God, that God put here for you to protect and nurture in the right way to live, to cave to either the fear or the more subtle whisperings that hide behind all the shouting. If you're a parent out there, I don't care what your socioeconomic status is. Please hear me. You have agency. There's about five or six inches of space between your ears that they can never get into. And the same goes for your kid. But you have to be active. Get your kids out of those public schools, folks. If you can do it, don't even take the chance that something like this will become normalized in your area. The ship is sinking. I'm not sure we're ever going to be able to bail the water fast enough to keep them this from happening. But you, uh, you can get you and yours to a lifeboat. And if you can't do that right now, if you really can't do it, then step up as a parent and take some time every single day to interact with your kids. Uh, do you know how they teach people in the banking industry to spot forgeries? It isn't by showing them fake money. It's by teaching them to look for all the things that are in real money so that when they get a forged bill, they'll know what's missing. So that's critical thinking. That is what you owe to your kids to pass on. Do not shirk that responsibility. Too much is at stake right now. Stu. I'm sick of these public school systems. Mm. And I don't call them education systems. I call them school systems because that's what they are. Mm. So in October 1917, when the Bolsheviks took the kids out of the schools or out of the homes and put them in orphanages all across the Russian landscape, they were just training them to be good communists, right? And they were, it was basically indoctrination and recruiting centers for what would become the KGB. So uh, 
this is what's going on in another way. They're not physically removing your kids yet, but we are, we're purposefully sending them to these schools mm. to be indoctrinated. I'm so glad you're saying this because, we, you know, going through this pandemic the last couple of years, one of the things that's dr- just dr- driven me nuts has been this idea that conservatives and the conservative position is to stand up and yell loudly from the rooftops, open these damn schools up. And you know what? Totally true, right? Obviously, right. the disease does not hit young people uh, the same way. There, there's no evidence to show that these are super spreader events. And all the reasons, the, those points are correct. <clears throat> yeah. However, we sit here at the same time and say the indoctrination is on, yeah. that CRT is there, all this gender craziness is there. And then you put that next to us all yelling, open these schools up so we can send our kids back, back into, into that. Yeah. And like, yes, of course the schools should be open, but we need, I think it's a missed opportunity uh, that we have not been more um, stringent on saying, you know what, open them or don't. The bottom line is we need to get our kids out of there so they can yeah. learn something real and yeah. have a real education that's not indoctrinating them into the craziness yeah. of this world. And I don't, I don't want my kids talking to Brian Stelter. <laughs> I don't want them listening to Brian Stelter. No. Host of CNN's Reliable Sources. <laughs> he said it's a legal mess at CNN. Everybody, no. Chris Cuomo said Chris Cuomo's going to sue everybody. Yeah. Well, They're all lawyered up over there. Yes. I love this. This I, makes me happy. It's fun, right? Yeah, because Chris Cuomo is among the worst people that has ever walked the face of the earth. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny to see this happening. There's a house of cards there yeah. where you have uh, all of this controversy where, uh, you know, all these illicit relationships were going on. Um, all of this um, back and forth, behind the scenes political stuff. I mean, we kept saying, like, why doesn't Jeffrey Tubin get fired for what he did? Right. Well, Jeffrey Tubin probably knew all this stuff was going on. Yeah, of course. Right? Cuomo, the same thing. How could he not get fired after advising his brother while he's doing a news broadcast? Well, probably because the head of the company was also advising his brother <laughs> exactly. in the middle of these. Uh, they were all in the middle of they, it. All in the middle of it. It was one big cabal. So it all keeps falling down. And the only thing they ever had and the only thing they had left and not to us, but to some people in the country, was you know these are the, this is uh, this is CNN. This is this is facts. The, you remember the Apple commercials where they had the little Apple right. and they said this is an Apple, and it's like they kept telling us <laughs> they're the ones, the only ones who care about facts. While at the same time, literally advising people in the news how to attack Donald Trump, yeah. right? Like there is it's complete bias. I don't know if Discovery can come in and get this thing cleaned up a little bit, but that's basically their only hope at this point. Well, I'm going to go on record right now and say, as a, as a member of the Blaze TV community, uh, no matter how many people I stoop, mm-hmm. uh, no matter how many <laughs> how many women out there I'm stooping, uh-huh. um, when I get caught and y'all fire me, I'm not suing. I'm just going. I'm just <laughs> that's going. Nice I'm, of you. I'm just going back to stooping. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stoop freely. <laughs> That's the deal. Uh, so I was like, you know, Cuomo, he's probably going to sue the whole place. It may be it may be CNN may stand for Cuomo News Network at oh, some yeah. point. How, what else does he know? He's been there forever. And, yeah. you know, you notice this. I, I noticed this is a <clears throat> thing, and I've seen it behind the scenes at a couple of different news uh, media co- corporations over the years. The people who come on the air as legal experts yeah. tend to just stay there forever. Yeah. And it's because, Isn't that funny? Yeah. It's because it, after they get off the air, like, hey, by the way, tell Bill when he's done with that hit. Uh, tell him to come up to my office. I have a quick question for him. Yeah. And then the president of the company says, what do I do about this? They have this information. It doesn't matter how crappy of a legal analyst they are. They'll stay there until the end of time. Yeah. 
Well, we got to go to a break. Uh, Stu, if payback for power hour, man, oh, you're going to take a booster shot? You're going to take a, you're going to take a early, oh, you don't God. have to, but I'm just saying. Oh, don't, just, don't just, try to <laughs> your peer pressure, pressure here. I've been on TV. Yeah, I know. Here we go. Mm. Stu does America, folks. Stu Bergier, make sure you're following. That's pretty good. And watching. It's good stuff. John John Doyle gave me that as an apology. As an apology. Oh, yeah. For endorsing one of my opponents. <laughs> he didn't know what he was doing, this kid. Anyway, <laughs> Stu, thanks for coming on. Always a pleasure. Don Huffines, 2024 or 22. <laughs> Can I get some? T- no, you want some free hoops? I want some free <laughs> Go oh, break out. Beto, 2022. Now we're going to break. We we'll go. be right back. <laughs> Uh, Louisiana, there was a teacher that has now pled guilty to lacing kids' cupcakes with her ex-husband's semen uh, and other horrific child sex crimes. That's right. She put her husband's semen in the cupcakes, fed it to the kids. And my fear is, what if those kids had a nut allergy? I'm going to leave that with you. Okay, there you go. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I just want to wait for it. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> oh i want to share that joke uh mark says that took balls to say <laughs> it that really joke. took balls to tell that joke um but it's true she got arrested and that we've known that for about a year she got arrested for that but now she she's now pled guilty to it um uh there kamala harris they sent you know kamala harris is going to fix the world you know the war that still hasn't happened we've been waiting on they they keep prognosticating they sent kamala harris over there and uh here's what happened play the clip but if you believe putin has made up his mind what leverage do you really have why not put those sanctions in place now the purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence but let's also recognize the unique nature of the sanctions that we have outlined these are some of the greatest sanctions if not the 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 strongest that we've ever issued as i articulated yesterday it, it is directed at institutions, in particular financial institutions and individuals, and it will exact absolute harm for the Russian economy and their government. But if Putin has made up his mind, do you feel that this threat that has been looming is really going to deter him? Absolutely. We strongly believe, and, and remember also that the sanctions are a product not only of our perspective as the United States, but a shared perspective among our allies. And the allied relationship is such that we have agreed that the deterrence effect of these sanctions is still a meaningful one, especially because, remember also, we still sincerely hope that there is a diplomatic path out of this moment. And within the context, then, of the fact that that window is still opening, although, open, although it is absolutely narrowing, but within the context of a diplomatic path still being open, the deterrence effect, we believe, has merit. She don't have a clue what she's talking about. Not a clue. Uh, you know, on Saturday, she claimed that the Russian president, Vladimir Putin, has made his decision to invade Ukraine. Then on Sunday, she claimed that the Biden administration prepared to authorize crippling economic sanctions that she alleged would devastate the Russian economy, uh, said that it would deter, deter Putin from invading Ukraine and triggering the biggest European war since World War II. So which is it? Which is it, Kamala? Has Putin made his decision to go to war, or can the U.S. deter him? 
That's the contradiction that was being exposed right there in that press conference. Um, if you believe that he's made up his mind to go to war, what leverage do you have? Well, we believe we have leverage. Now, you already said he's got it. made up his mind to do it. So anyway, uh, they're going to, they're still scheduling it out. I mean, they keep scheduling this war and it never happens. Um, and Putin, of course, is delaying any, he wants to, he doesn't want to host a premature diplomatic summit with Biden. We don't want to have any premature cupcakes. Um, the, uh, <laughs> anyway, my gosh, dude, I, let's just, let's just blow us all up. Let's just do it. I mean, really? And Bill Gates is in charge anyway. Let's give him what he wants. Let's, let's take the world population down to like 500 million. Yeah, there's a chance you might survive. You'd be an elite. Uh, did you have a TikTok for today? Yeah. Let's do it real quick. This is in Wyoming. These are fifth and sixth graders, and this is their PE class. This isn't an after-school program. This is during school hours. Let's ban books about history, the Holocaust, slavery in the U.S., all these other things because it might make them uncomfortable, but let's give them guns during a class in school. Let's not teach them about reproductive health and the fact that other humans are different from them, but let's give them f***ing guns in school. Let's completely avoid the conversations of the de absolutely horrific things that humans have done to one another to make it so that we don't f***ing repeat things, but let's give them guns in school. Are you out of your f***ing minds? Well, it teaches a responsibility and a way around a weapon. F*** you. This is what's f***ing wrong. He's intense. That guy is fired up. He is holding on by a real thing. Don't ever let that guy get around a gun. How about that? Because uh, damn, bro. A lot, a lot of angst, man. Um, when I was in school, guess what? We did have range practice with pellet guns basically um you know it was dangerous dangerous air guns uh the rotc they trained with guns yeah i mean i when i was in college i kept a gun kept guns on campus wasn't supposed to but <laughs> i do a lot of things i'm not supposed to do that's just the way it goes bro take a xanax and chill maybe go to the range clip pop off a few rounds it's amazingly therapeutic, man. Amazingly. Y'all don't move. We'll be right back. We're going to have to give the Cowboy Pinocchios to Kamala on that. We'll give her three. Give her three cowboy Pinocchios on that because she wasn't out and out lying. She's just stupid. She didn't know what she was. Uh, and then the dude on TikTok makes your head explode. There it is. His head exploded. Hey, go to watchchad.com. Friday night I'm going to be in Greenville, Texas at the Texan Theater. Come out there and see me. Uh, tickets on sale at watchchad.com. You get a meal and the whole thing. So it's an expensive ticket, but it's going to be a great night full of music, some surprises, good friends, special guests. So uh, check us out. Subscribe at Chad Nude. And then you can go shopping at chadonblaze.com. I really do want you to uh, help support us uh, prather2022.com. In Facebook jail, we'll see if they're going to let me out. Uh, it's garbage on the whole thing. But but uh, anyway, we'll see. 
The election day is next Tuesday. Early voting is happening now. It ends on the 25th. We'll see you all tomorrow for Tuesday, Monday's hangover. And just know that I love you all. God bless you. Have a great Monday night. We'll talk to you then. Bye.